Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Easy Operations Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Armando. This is James. And we are coming to you live. Well, so live, to speak. live. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, due to his absence, Ron is not joining us in this episode. He has to attend to some uh, personal... He's a little scheduling you know, conflict, that's all. Yeah, personal conflict of interest, so to speak. There we go. And uh, you know what? We're going to kick things off with what we've been up to so far. And you know what? Over the weekend, there was a WWE live pay-per-view event in our backyard, James. And it was at the Staples Center. Not only that, it was your birthday. So happy birthday, Mondo. Was it now? How come we didn't go to the No Mercy pay-per-view then? <laughs> I thought that was your your part of hosting. You would have to have uh, invited us all by giving us tickets to this event. I really wanted to, and I'll get to that in just a second. But yeah, uh, let's just say I was under the weather and my butt was on that toilet seat for a good while. (laughs) So yeah, horrible picture. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I got sick on my birthday. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe uh, I got a little nervous hitting the (laughs) 3-5. So, yeah. So, you know what? Let's start this off. You know, overall impressions, James, what did you think about No Mercy? Uh, I'd say it was it was okay. It was okay. I would would give it a, a good C plus, B minus, uh, some highlights on there. Uh, let's go over real quick, uh, just like my quick thoughts on them. Like the, the pre-show was um, Elias Sampson versus Apollo Crews. That was whatever. Uh, Elias won. It's... I like Elias. I'm hoping they do more with him, but he seems like he went from Finn Balor down to Apollo Creed. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He seems to be Apollo stuck Cruise. in the hell. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> not stuck with Apollo Cruz. Um, did you get to watch that by any chance? You know, I, I watched a little bit of it. I thought it was a good, solid match overall. Um, and you know what? I, I do agree. Um, I love the character of Elias Sampson, and I do want to walk with him. Walk with Elias. Walk with Elias, baby. You got to walk with him. You know, show him the support. He's a great heel. But you're right, though. You go from, like, a top guy like Finn Balor. I mean, he really is a top guy. I don't care what he's doing right now. But you bring him down to, no disrespect to Apollo Crews. I think he really is a great athlete. He has everything there. But just building a character for him and bringing him a a presence to the roster, that's what he's lacking. So you have this... Somewhat of a of, of a great, uh, I'm gonna say feud with uh, Finn Balor, and then you go, you, you take a step backwards. Uh, that wasn't really good for him. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Speaking of uh, no presence or character, despite athletic abilities, uh, Jason Jordan versus uh, the Miz. Jason Jordan, man, he he is a great top talent, but he's stuck in this unfortunate storyline uh, tied to being Kurt Angle's son. However, their match with Miz was actually pretty solid. I actually liked it quite a lot. Um, you know, despite, you know, a lot of hate towards Miz, I find him a pretty good worker nowadays compared to how I was before. Uh, <laughs> I know you may disagree with Mondo, but it was the right decision to have uh, Miz winning this particular match. <laughs> well, Okay, yeah, and you're right. Um, it was right for him <laughs> winning the match uh, at the end there. Uh, I do agree with uh, those points that you made about Jason Jordan. Yes, he is a spectacular athlete. He can, you know, go one-on-one with the best of them. And yet his character, I feel like his mic skills need to develop a bit further. Um, 
And honestly, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yes, it's a good thing that we're getting to see a lot of Jason Jordan. But the fact is, you know, you're kind of, you know, going on the coattails or, yeah, the coattails of... uh, They're kind of also pushing him. Yeah, kind of pushing him into our face, like rather than organically showing off his skills. Kind of unlike how it was in NXT where um, they they became big because of their in-ring work. Um, not because they're pushing, you know, they're shoving them in our faces. Um, but I don't know that hopefully, I don't know another loss for Jason Jordan. I don't know what they're going to do with improving that unless they're going to continue that feud, but it didn't seem like it. So we'll see where Jason Jordan goes. Miz is still being Miz, still intercontinental champ. He's putting pretty decent value to that belt. So it's uh, a pretty good pedigree to have someone feud with him at this point. Uh, speaking of, wasteless or what a bore storyline and why is it still keep going is this Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt thing (laughs) (laughs) why is this still going (laughs) (laughs) it's not the demon versus the uh, uh, the the god of eater of worlds or something like that I'm Galactus (laughs) right and it's like uh, already Finn Balor beat Bray Wyatt and Bray Bray Wyatt never wins by the way mind, uh, mind you for people that are not aware but it's like he got buried when Finn Balor comes in and say he does beat Finn Balor man to man. What's to stop Finn Balor to just go demon again and just lose the next time. It's what a waste of Bray Wyatt uh, and Finn Balor. Um, you know, as, as talented as they are, they're not they're, They don't mesh well in terms of their storylines for whatever reason. And it's sad to say that they're also both stuck in this weird undercard um area in raw because it's so top heavy on raw there's no spot for these guys uh other than intercontinental belt which is the only thing i can think of but this this particular storyline is just a, a waste of time at this point <laughs> i don't know why they keep doing it it's bray wise is gonna lose no matter what so let's let's get him into another feud shall we yeah let's get him into a feud where it actually matters and we can actually see bray wyatt uh, develop not only his character, but, you know, deliver on his word because, like you said, he's, <laughs> he he's, always has a good time, but he, he, he never wins. Yeah, he never makes you believe like he's this new scary, um, you know, and it, and it's you don't want to put him in that in that uh, in that set mind frame like, oh, he's the next, you know, Undertaker, which he's this next phenom. He's unbeatable. No, he can be. But we got to move on from, you know, hey, he's going to be the next Undertaker. No, he's the next and only Bray Wyatt. And his character is just as good as the undertaker's uh, mystique but you ruin that mystique by having him lose every, like every time. single time yeah he has no he's pretty much no threat as big of a talk he uh conveys in his character it's just like you can't take him seriously anymore because he yeah. just loses and then bray wyatt's character with this whole demon demon king demon kane um it's it's ridiculous I, finn I, balor? I feel, yeah finn balor i'm sorry i, I feel bad that He's again just like Bray Wyatt. He's lost in the shuffle. They don't know what to do with their characters, and you know what? This can go on, you know, for further discussion down the road. But let's just say Vince still likes his big men. That's true. That's true. Uh, moving forward, this was the match of the night, in my opinion. Maybe the cold match. I have two two of my favorites for the night is the uh, the tag team championship match with uh, <laughs> your non shield. Tag team, uh, <laughs> team uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I guess they don't have a tag team name. And uh, Samus and Cesaro. Uh, what a great match! These guys pulled off probably the match of the night. Uh, I think Cesaro broke his teeth in the process. Did you see that by any chance? Um, I got to broke see his the front first, teeth. 
I got to see the first three minutes, but then I went to the restroom. When I came back, um, I saw the ending portion. I'm like, what the heck? And I see, I just see Cesaro. Um, just bleeding? Just bleeding. <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. And when I, I was staring at the screen, I'm like, how come he's not moving his mouth? So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe he has a broken jaw. But no, then, you know, these Twitter photos came out uh, of his teeth being lodged up into his gums. I was like, yeah, I was like that looks painful. They had to do like an emergency uh, dental surgery or something like that. Um, but yeah, these guys put a bunch of uh, close calls. You didn't know who's going to win. Um, and it ended up uh, with uh, the faces winning with their signature moves. Do you like uh, how Seth Rollins now uses Kenny Omega's finisher mixed oh, with Okada's? V trigger and the uh, rainmaker, the rainmaker into the V trigger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then man. he uses, he calls it uh, the Kingslayer, like from Game of Thrones. Uh, no, no, isn't it um, Kingsland or ah, what was it? It's uh, the Kingslayer. The Kingslayer. Okay. Um, I, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that because it's a mixture of two great, amazing wrestlers. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying Seth Rollins is not up there. He is. Um, it's just a shame because he had the best finisher in the curb stomp. Yeah, the curb stomp was pretty awesome. I mean, if we can bring that back or some way, somehow, WWE, if anyone's listening, I hope you are, and, you know, bring back the curb stomp. It's nothing bad. I mean, you got Roman Reigns doing a drive-by. Come on, change the name to that or not have him do that. Drive-by, that sounds so terrible, too. Is that the fist? <laughs> I'm just... is, that the, is that the Superman punch? No, it's it's him running outside the uh, the ring, and you know how the guys are on the apron, oh, and then he does yeah, that yeah. running uh, <laughs> drop kick, drop, drop <laughs> uh, leg drop or something. Yeah, okay. And he has his back land on the uh, uh, end part of the apron there for, from the ring. Right. Yeah, they called out a drive by. I was like, that that's even terrible than a curb stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but uh, yeah, excellent work from both teams. Uh, I'm looking forward to their feud to keep going because I don't know what's up with Raw right now. Uh, they have a lot of talent, but I don't know who's going to be slotted against the uh, you know Shield over here. So, or they're going to keep them together for or long. I thought they were going to kind of hit like hints at a uh, you know split because they still haven't given them a name. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. From things that happened last night, it just seems like um, Sheamus and Cesaro. They uh, they're still making their presence known. Um, you had the Good Brothers. Gallus and Anderson come out as well. Because um, unfortunately, the Hardys, uh, Jeff Hardy uh, suffered an injury to his shoulder. So y- you can count the Hardys out of the uh, tag team division picture for the time being. So you got two tag teams out. Uh, they got plenty of people. I mean, even if Raw wanted to do something creative with their tag team division, I think they can. Because like you said, they're so top heavy. You put two people together, uh, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, on to the next one. This was my second highlight of the night. It was uh, the five-way Raw women's match. Uh, they made Nia Jax look like a superstar this uh, round, and they finally building her up as how she she should have been from the beginning, kind of like this uh, monster powerhouse, um, a powerhouse of uh, for the women's division. And they made her look really strong. And uh, it was quite. It was kind of short. I think it was like maybe like eight minutes, but very fast paced. I highly enjoyed it and. It's uh, it was expected that Alexa Alexis Bliss was gonna win, uh, due to the fact that uh, incoming Asuka is coming. She needs someone to lose to rather than these other faces. So, um, highly enjoyed this match. What'd you this think? was this was one of the matches that I wish uh wasn't as short because, like you said, they finally got something right. And this is the part that disappoints me. 
when they do something right, they seem to say, hey, you got a glimpse of it. We're, we're going to cut it short. And that's bad because they need to showcase more of the women's division, showcase more of your female wrestlers that can actually wrestle but can also back it up. Nia Jax is one. Two, I really like the whole Emma uh, involvement from here, uh, from time to time, which is great. She's showing her little sass, you know. I like Emma a lot, but she gets buried every, every, <laughs> every yeah, <laughs> that That's true. But, uh, you know, slowly, hopefully, uh, creative will turn around just kind of like, hey, you know what? Uh, let, let's do something. Because, honestly, it's right there. Have her feud with uh, a Dana Brooke. Have her feud with, uh, you know, maybe. Well, Mickey James, maybe. Mickey James, <laughs> where she, where she, yeah. she's, still, she's still doing the feud again with uh, um, Alexa Bliss. Because that was on Monday night. Uh on Monday night, on Monday night, on Monday night. Sorry. <laughs> so it was just because it, it baffles me, like what they try to do with with the women's division. It's like we've already seen that we can move on. Have Alexa Bliss, you know, fight Nia Jax before going into Oscar by defeating Nia Jax. Remember, she's a powerhouse. After this match, she yeah, you, you wouldn't want Alexa Bliss to beat Nia Jax, though. I think that would weaken. Like, no, no, no. It, it it wouldn't weaken Nia because she'll do it in a in a heel fashion, a true heel fashion. She'll cheat her way to keep the belt. That way, you keep them both strong, and then boom, you have Oscar come out sometime. Like, was it October? That TLC, you know, whatever yeah, that TLC, is. Whenever it comes out, and you have her lose to a you know overconfident Alexa Bliss, that would be good. That would be good storytelling. I feel like maybe I think maybe they're just doing this to just drag it out until Asuka re- re- heals from her injury so she can debut. So we'll see. Uh, moving forward from there, your t- <laughs> two of your favorite two of your <laughs> favorite wrestlers of all time finally went head to head. Mister Roman Reigns and Mister John Cena. Both oh, of these uh, men are known for their five moves of doom. Um, and, and clearly, that's all we saw. <laughs> but at this point of the either careers, I prefer John Cena over Roman Reigns in terms of his wrestling ability. At least in the last like year or so, he's been trying to at least make an effort to adding a few moves in here and there. But your Roman Reigns still does the same things over and over again. And this was like a totally a passing of the torch match. Like as much like they did the whole dragging out the end. Like raising the arm thing. Uh, I don't know what's up with John Cena. Maybe he's not going to be back for quite a while or he's maybe semi-retired or going fully part-time now. Uh, But it feels like this was supposed to be, I guess, Vince's, like, here, this is the new guy you should be following moving forward. So... I mean, this is the guy that we should follow. John Cena to 1.0 to John Cena 2.0. That's even worse at promos. Yeah, because... He can't speak. I mean, I have a trouble, you know, I have trouble speaking, but my God, he takes the cake. Um, this match, for what it was worth, it was, it had some, you know, I'll be honest. It had some good spots. In the second half, though. The yeah, first, half, half, drag, first half was like, it was way too uh, long. Yeah, it was just like, okay, I can do this in a video game. Like, right. <laughs> they move over and over. Yeah. Uh, second half did get more interesting. I got to give them that. Um, I did enjoy the whole, um, you know, two count finishers or, you know, Two counts, uh, not, you know, the close calls. There we go. So that was really cool. Uh, the only thing was that too many other finishers, like back to back to no, back. Nothing was wrong with that, especially with Cena doing it. But 
it's that Roman Reigns is so OP that he took like four back to back. Yeah, like, <laughs> two adjustments. I, I, got, I got tired of seeing that. Yeah, and then uh, but he he gets he kicks out of it, which is the more annoying part. And then uh, Roman Reigns just does one of his punch and spears, and it, it ends John Cena. So. I don't know, man. Roman Reigns is a little too OP, even more so than Super Cena, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, are the kids wearing his uh, merchandise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even like Roman Reigns' new uh, gear. I like this old one with the little the two R's, like, back-to-back. Now it's like a, a, a silhouette of a man punching. It's <laughs> 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 <His> local <now. laughs> That's all. Uh, that's uh, We got to get that for Ron. That's his favorite wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ron. We got you... Uh... It's going to be a large, right? Or a medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it uh, seems like the next match was a more of a filler match for the main event was the Cruiserweight Championship. This one, uh, I don't know what to think about this. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. What um, they're doing, <laughs> thinking of <laughs> giving the belt to Enzo Amore. I mean, I, I, he's hit with the fans. He's uh, everyone. I, I'm assuming he sells a ton of merch. And probably that's the main reason. But if it brings people to watch 205 Live, I'm for it. But in terms of the uh, having to do it in result of Neville looking bad, I didn't know. I don't know about that. I'm conflicted. So um, on that, it was just kind of like, like you said, like I don't know what they're doing. Two, you, you made a great point. You know what? If he is selling merchandise, keep that to yourself. Um, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't talk about things like that. Honestly, I mean. You know, we can go into code of ethics or locker room ethics and, and, you know, and the rest. But when he came out on Monday Night Raw and, you know, he just pretty much called out, this is what happened. He called out the division, just said, hey, I can sell more merchandise than all you guys put together. You know, and there's some truth to that. I think he's getting a little too involved into his character where it's getting a little out of hand. Uh, As for me, I would not have placed the title belt on Enzo. But it seems like he's doing kind of like a heelish turn, but people seem to like him, which is kind of like the odd part. It's like, you saw how he won the belt, you know, low blow. That's a superhero move. He's a superhero. And, and, and even before that, like the, what is it, the, the, the Raw before, people were cheering more for... Uh, Enzo, right? For, uh, ne- no, Neville, Neville over Enzo. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, that was a little odd. Heel. <laughs> so, yeah, he's full on heel. And you know what? It's good. Like you said, if it gets more people to watch... 205 Live, all up for it. But um, in the back of my mind, it was just like, you get this guy with no really... Uh, he doesn't fit in the 205 Live no, type of he, He's there to get ragdolled. Yeah, and he's your champ. Hey, a ragdoll's a champ. Great. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. yeah moving forward, the uh, last match, which is uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Braun Strowman. What a, what a great hype this was was leading up to it but what a disappointment i thought it went by so quickly i i kind of they kind of did it did the same thing with samoa joe where they right gave the uh, yeah right they gave like the opposing um wrestler kind of a, a quick advantage and beat down and then brock lesnar just comes back and finishes it with one f5 um i don't know what to think about that and it was also super short as well so i don't know how this makes Braun look strong still. I guess that initial beatdown. But then he loses to 1F5. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess it makes sense because I can't, I don't see Braun be, getting the belt from Brock because he, Braun can't even beat Roman Reigns. 
in this con- you know in this universe <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody, can. So, nobody can so i'm wondering what's next for brock lesnar is it going to be Samoa joe when he comes back or who are they going to move up to uh go up against brock unless it's an, an inevitable that's going to be the roman reigns rematch in wrestlemania uh, that will be the WrestleMania rematch, uh, Brock and Roman. Roman gets the title at WrestleMania. For the time being, you're going to see Brock kind of, I, I wouldn't necessarily say bury top talent like a John Cena would. Right. <laughs> Always bringing up my boy, John Cena. <laughs> and um, I think you'll see an interesting set of matches from now, October uh, to, I believe, I want to say right at, Leading up to WrestleMania, like a little bit before WrestleMania, you're going to see him face, this is what I want to see, him face Finn Balor one-on-one finally, have another rematch with uh, Samoa Joe, and then somewhere in between get another rematch with Braun Strowman and, you know what, Bray Wyatt, because you got to put him up there. You, you got to give him his moment in the sun, even if it's just for a little bit, he's going he's gonna to lose. He did but on he, SmackDown. They gave him at least a belt on SmackDown, but on Raw, I don't know. Yeah, was, I mean, on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt was doing great, but then what happened? The, the bell got snatched up. <laughs> on Raw, did they continue that? Is it is the show what they're leading to for Brock Lesnar or now? No, basically what happened uh, during uh, the segment on Raw for like anything Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman related, uh, Braun Strowman just came out and just, you know, just said, hey, you know, like pretty much saying like it was a fluke why I lost. And that shouldn't happen. So he was like really mad and he wants competition. Dean Ambrose answers the call. Pretty good match. I got to say, pretty good match from the Lunatic Fringe. Um, and it, it was okay. Soon thereafter, like about maybe 20 minutes after, you see Kurt Hawkins issuing a challenge to anybody in the back. Or maybe I'm getting them mixed up because I haven't had a good night's rest. But he pretty much demolishes Kurt Hawkins and just kind of like <laughs> throws him into the barricade. So, Poor Kurt Hawkins. He's like the high-level jobber. Hey, <laughs> I'll be looking up at those, uh, head, uh, you know, at the lights if you guys pay me enough. I don't mind. I, I mean, Enzo's you. a ragdoll and he's champ. Look at him. That's true. <laughs> Kurt you Hawkins got yourself the eventually win. <laughs> well, that was it for No Mercy. Right. So uh, I believe the next uh, pay-per-view is SmackDown's Hell in a Cell. So we'll look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know on the weekend we we all saw Kingsman. The King is it called the King the Kingsman Two Kingsman. Golden Circle? What a long title! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a, a a spy film that a uh, sequel to what is it 2014 or whatever that came out. It, this is based on a Mark Millar comic. Uh, we love the first one, and I uh, love to hear what you thought of the second one. Oh man, uh, like you said, enjoyed the first one. Second one, um, mixed bag of emotions because I agree. When you see the trailer. If you have not seen part one, then you're okay. But if you see part one, it's like, what? Wh- wh- that is a huge rebuild, even for the trailer. Yeah, there's the quite a, who- it's quite a spoiler based all fully on the marketing, um, especially if you've seen part one. So that's kind of baffling already. So, uh, you know, being baffled, then I'm going in, I'm like, you know what? It's going to be fine. It's going to be a good movie. And I love the over-the-topness of the movie because basically it's based off a comic and you know you can't take things like oh my god this is not realistic right uh it's a spy movie yeah. it's a spy like, movie think it's, of it like bond but way over like you know way a comic way book version of bond it's yeah. way over the top and i think that was fun one of my favorite characters in the movie is mark strong and it was great to see him a little bit more often in this pick um the 
beginning scene with the whole car chase, which is really funny. He does this amazing, super long drift. What was he driving? Like a Mini Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, he did this amazing, super long drift. And it was like, That first wow. action scene was awesome, though. Like, that was a great yeah. way to start the movie. They pumped up the prince. Uh, let's get crazy. Uh, and then just, like, went right into it. And it was, that, that scene was quite inventive, I thought. It, it was really enjoyable, but you know, like like I said, the over the top stuff is just really amazing. I, I love check it. your brain out the window. Yep, you, you can't. You know, the realism here is like, no, no, no. You're here to have a good time. Uh, the movie does a great job. Um, I forgot the actress's name. Uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. I loved her character. She was the main villain of this movie. She was a bit creepy. She, you know, had like this uh, like her psychotic fifties like. 50s, it felt like Fallout 4, you know? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> With androids, robotic uh, dogs. Robot and dogs, really yeah. Cool. So, uh, overall, I say give this movie a chance. It is awesome. Elton John makes an appearance, and he is funny as hell, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. this is a great cameo. This guy for, is awesome. For that, uh, for that actor, for as among celebrity cameos, this was one of the best ones in film so far. Um, I agree with you. I thought this movie was a lot of fun, especially like the first one. Definitely go see the second one. However, I have a, a few little uh, gripes with it. I thought, honestly, it was a little too long. I don't think it needed to be two and a half hours. That's um, how long it was? That's how long it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I looked at the time. So it was quite a long movie. They kind of go on to this uh, subplots um, in between that kind of drags it along. It, I mean, it's it's not boring. It's interesting, but it... It was just too long of focusing on that, in my opinion, and uh, and there's also certain characters also in the marketing that are also not in the movie as much as you think it is too. So that's a little misleading. Uh, but I enjoy the world building that they do in this universe. Uh, the different organizations, uh, the American side of uh, Kingsman, which is called the Statesman, they're all like alcohol themed, which was hilarious. Uh, I thought the action was very fun and inventive. And uh, overall, a good time, very good time. I, and I really liked Mark Strong, as you mentioned as well. He was um, Sinestro, in Sin- that <laughs> Sinestro, forgettable Green Lantern. Lantern. But he was, very, he was very, he was more in this movie, which made it, which made it even a better, uh, like a good time. And um, the the actor Pedro Pascal from Narcos and Game of Thrones, he was also awesome in this as well. He's actually more in this movie than Channing Tatum. Uh, let's say that and. Uh, yeah, and Overall, both were funny, even though Channing Tatum had like, uh, you know, he wasn't there too much. He was really awesome. He was really cool. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to, I hope they make more of these. And supposedly the, this, the director originally had this as a four-hour movie that was supposed to be split in two. And and you can kind of tell, I guess, now that I think about it, for it being so long, they had to condense so much things. But it would have been nice to see it kind of split up. But I hope they do another third one. Um, Halle Berry, we forgot to mention, is also in it, oh, and yes. she seems to be very beautiful. Uh, yes, and she it seems like to be hinting more with her in the next film. So, uh, definitely recommend it. I would give it a solid B, um, and have a good time. I'm gonna give it a knee plus, which knee. is a B plus. Um, <laughs> knee plus. But Can judging by it? the by the events that happen in Kingsman Two, like you said, it's good. Hopefully, they do bring out the third installment. Uh, ah, man, you know what? Let's give this some time because I don't want to spoil anything because, you know, me with spoilers, I'm really horrible. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. Maybe Ron, when he chimes in, we can bring it up then because um, he saw it with us too. Yes, he did. Uh, 
on to TV shows. What have you been watching, Mondo? Um, you know, I've been watching YouTube and I've been following uh, the, tubes? Our, the tube, man. Have you been watching people open like toys and stuff? Maybe. So, so, Maybe somebody the, using the restroom. The thing now? <laughs> Maybe somebody, you know, throwing up. <laughs> yeah, I, was watching, I was watching Being the Elite. And for those of you who don't know what Being the Elite is all about, it, it's actually about these three wrestlers, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, who are from the New Japan Wrestling. So what they do, they try to bring out a um, kind of like a lighter side to their characters um, and they do like these weekly episodic episodes on YouTube, which is really funny. Like the, the things that they come up with. Is it like a, um, vlogs, but in character? Vlogs, but in character. Correct. And okay. usually they, they started off maybe like two, three minute segments, maybe up to 30. Then they just kind of condense things ranging from 10 to about 15 minutes, which is great. Um, this latest episode was them invading Monday Night Raw, so they were kind of mimicking the whole DX uh, WCW invasion. Oh, yeah, of, I saw of a little bit on Twitter era. with Cody Rhodes, yeah, right? Yeah, Cody Rhodes. He, yeah, that's awesome. Funny part was he did the entire Independence Day uh, speech from the president. I was like, <laughs> wow, he must love this movie. I have to remember by heart. <laughs> he, word for word, by heart. You know what? Because I, I saw that video like maybe five, six times. And then I pulled up IMDb and <laughs> I got the guy's uh, research. It looks like the research. I was like, man, spot on. So <laughs> check it out. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you don't know, uh, basically, like we said, it's like a, uh, a vlog in their characters. They had this whole thing uh, about hangman page being kidnapped by wwe stooges who he you know he was claiming like yeah you know they forced me to watch the wwe network so it's it's a lighter side to their character so yeah tongue-in-cheek so if you guys like that type of stuff highly recommend it's a lot of fun i love it Uh, and every week it's it's just too sweet (laughs) too sweet anything else mondo Ooh, rick and morty man uh only only time i will mention this is because they actually did a wrestling uh, reference in oh, the show. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, show, episode, right? the, the most recent episode. I mean, the entire season has been great. This one just kind of focuses on uh, Beth, his daughter, Rick Sanchez's daughter. And, you know, there was like a point in the episode where uh, I guess uh, Beth is trying to do something. And then uh, Rick makes a, a makes a comment where he goes, you know, uh, do whatever you want. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then he kind of pauses for him and he's like, huh, where did I get that? I don't know, but I'll say it. it. Yeah, I'm going to own it. So that was awesome. So it's just like, hey, you know what? These guys uh, not only make fun of themselves, but it seems like these writers are so in tune into everything that's going on, whether it's coming from their childhood, interests, what's going on now. You know, it's this show is just so amazing. It's sad to say that the last episode is this Sunday for this season. Sunday, yep. Yeah, it's like, what are we going to do? The show is so smartly written. I'm... Like people like outside looking in, they probably can't see it. They'd have to like watch it for themselves. But what a great season this has been! It has uh, some of the best episodes that's ever uh, produced for the series in this season alone. Highly, I highly recommend it as well. All right, James, have you been watching anything on the rectangular tube? Because there are no, no. Yes, I'm actually excited uh, to talk about this. So basically, on Sunday debuted a uh, big nerdy TV show called Star Trek Discovery. 
Uh, this is a new Nerd. <laughs> Star Trek universe uh, TV series. There hasn't been one since uh, Enterprise, which ended maybe like uh, 2004, 2005, a little bit after my high school years. And um, you can tell this specific series is heavily influenced by the movies and it's in a sense that it's very cinematic in its style. Uh, a lot of lens flares and very um, high high pace, very fast pace. But the look and feel of it is very um, dark sci-fi, like kind of like Battlestar Galactica or maybe even um, some elements of Stargate, um, like Stargate Universe. So it does a nice blend of movie and actual original TV shows. And this uh, past Sunday, they aired the first two episodes and what a uh, what a good start so far and i hope they keep the quality up uh uh moving forward so basically the main concept of it is this it's about this uh these two captain the captain and the uh, her first in command they're both female and women of color which is one great off the bat and the main focus is the the first in command uh her name is michael and she is a human raised by vulcans so she kind of has she doesn't have like their their strength or anything like, like that but she has their knowledge in how to react to situations and um and the, think the vulcan way essentially and so that's she's not that and how, she's just she's not mixed she's just uh she's just raised by vulcans um and just was born in terms of how they live and how they think so that conflicts a lot of times with decisions made by other people or other um colleagues in her in her fleet and in this particular two episodes it introduces uh a pretty much tension between klingons and uh this her ship uh, her ship crew because they kind of intersect with each other unknowingly and it's because it's kind of like a, a kind of like a standoff and it's a very tense into situations like they don't know if they're gonna attack each other because they didn't really communicate with each other they just see each other and then immediately assume the worst between each other so it's kind of like uh, how would I uh, rec- like? I would the closest thing I can think of is like Hunt for the Red October. You know, between the Russian subs and the Americans, and you you don't know what's going on. There's a lot of suspense to it, and I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to more episodes. Highly recommend, especially you don't even need to have prior knowledge. I think because everything looks different. Like not even the 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 uniforms look the same as any of the even the movies. Even the movies look more like the show's uniform than this show. This one looks very uh, of its own style. And it timeline-wise, it takes place way before uh, Kirk and Enterprise times. So, I mean, it's kind of like a fresh start. Although the Klingons look totally different. So, I don't know how continuity works in this. And also, like, the spaceships, they look even more advanced. And uh, <laughs> that's the problem with prequels, right? <laughs> yeah. It looks better than the new ones. But it doesn't tie in with any of those. But I, I highly recommend it. If you can find it, definitely catch it. I know it's on CBS um all access i believe something like that well i recorded these series i'm gonna check them out tomorrow actually since i'm off so did you make sure to get both episodes i know uh, that have- was it okay so i i was kind of like like uh looking at the uh direct tv and it said it had it for a whole hour now was that both episodes in one hour or just no one, one episode is one hour so uh, okay <laughs> okay it's 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 cool how that one ends because it ends on a cliffhanger so it makes you want to watch the second one which i think that was intentional because I think they make you wa- like to watch that sec. If you want to watch it without waiting till next week, you can watch it on their network, uh, CBS All Access. But if you ever want to check it out, just uh, we just come by someday. We'll watch it together. Sounds great, man. Uh, definitely, if you want to watch this show, it's uh, very interesting. Like you said, uh, just one of the things uh, I want to throw out to you. Um, so this morning, when I was uh, at work, uh, you know, again 
hopping on the uh, YouTube app. And, um, you know, I saw this thing where it's like, I just want to know. Uh, basically, they said like, oh, it's guns first, ask questions later. I don't know if I didn't want to see the uh, the video itself. <laughs> I was just felt like, man, did I ruin something for myself? Is this kind of like... Well, let's just say um, there's a lot of tension between these two races and then some things may occur. That's all. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Well, that does it for our TV slash... Movies. <laughs> uh, you been playing anything lately? Me, as of yet, you know what? Um, I went back into Injustice 2. Um, I guess Ed Boon made a uh, tweet out about a week ago or a few weeks ago about the legendary multiverse. Uh, I've been, you know, Destiny 2 heavy for the last two, three weeks. So I was like, hey, you know what? Uh, let me pop, uh, hop on Injustice 2. Let me check out what this update was. Uh, Black Manta was there. Really cool. I think I mentioned him uh, earlier in one of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I think Raiden's coming soon, right? Raiden is coming out in October. I think in the oh, nice. first or second week of October. Um, but then this legendary multiverse, which I got to say is... Uh, Darn near impossible to accomplish. Uh, <laughs> they're asking for you to dismantle like 250 pieces of uh, epic gear. And that's like the gear that makes your character like stand out, look cool. It has like these bunch of uh, perks slash augments um, that'll add additional damage to certain uh, people. Like if they're heroes, non-heroes, uh, you know, lanterns. So they're asking you to sacrifice uh, your precious. Your precious gear. <laughs> your precious just gear. so you can do this multiverse event. But here's the kicker. That's just for one tier of the event. Oh, no. I, I I wasn't checking out if it carried over. I mean, just by seeing that, it's just like, man, you really want me to sacrifice a lot of time and a lot of things that I've already unlocked just so I can get legendary gear? I mean, how insane is that? So, long story short, I just pretty much turned it off. I, I just went, you know what? Nah. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll, <laughs> hopefully they'll see like stats that show that maybe not many people played or was able to accomplish this. And then for the next legendary multiverse, they'll make it a little easier or improve uh, quality of life issues on there. I'm pretty sure they're getting a lot of heat on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are. And I was just... Uh, but um, another game I was playing uh, this past week was the Madden... What is it? 2018? 2019? So You mean uh, Telltale's Madden? <laughs> yeah, Telltale's Madden, the uh, story mode. Which, right. man, y- you know me. I-, I love football. I mean, growing up, I... I'm yelling at the TV. I'm really invested. My favorite team is the Carolina Panthers. This made me feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> this game makes you feel like an idiot. If if you think your football IQ is uh, off the charts, man, um, I'll be honest. I haven't been watching football. Like, I've been watching football on and off the last two to three years due to, you know, school and uh, everything else going on in my life. So, you know, they tell you like, hey, you're this character, I forget his name, but, um, you know, you're starting off in high school, you go to a football camp, uh, I guess you don't make it in a football camp, and then they do like this, uh, like a reality TV series with you, and then you're there talking to the coach, and he tells you, hey, can you read this? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got this, you know, this is a free safety. You're wrong. (laughs) You know, it's like, so, it's stirred and short, what would you do in this situation? Me... I would pass the ball. They're like, eh, eh. I was like, okay, I- I- am I not right? So this game is-, is literally just testing your IQ. And guess what? I'm not even halfway through. 
and I feel like my guy is the dumbest quarterback in NFL history with a rating of negative F. There is a negative F, people, not just an F. There's a negative F throughout the board. And, and I'm like, do I really want to continue and play this game until its entirety? But you know what? I think I will. And, and just for, you know, just for like laughs and giggles, I'm going to let you guys know the overall outcome and the overall grade I get for this uh, for this character. I love to know. He's a failure, basically. <laughs> so is he in the NFL yet or is he still uh, not drafted? Um, at this point, I am still not drafted. Uh, I think I have to do a little bit more of a training camp. Uh, with the coach, and hopefully, you know, maybe the uh, the Browns will pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to hearing from it. Um, what I played most recently came out yesterday was this free uh, mode uh, for everybody uh, called Fortnite Battle Royale. Sure this is a player undergrounds. Oh, oh dude, I wish I was playing that right now. <laughs> That's uh, coming out in November. But this uh, sol- solidifies that I am really hyped for that Battlegrounds game. Because normally uh, there has not been a Battlegrounds-style game on consoles as of, as of yet. And this was a good kind of uh, barrier of entry since it's free. And then... Um, you could play with your friends, which is the best part of it. So that's what I did yesterday. I played in uh, squads. So you go up to squads of four. I only had three yesterday. Mondo wasn't available, but I had my uh, friend Jesus and Ethan uh, join us. And this was all our first like time all uh, playing this type of game. And we enjoyed it quite a lot. This, this is still beta, obviously. There was a lot of uh, technical issues. But what we got through was some of the most uh, naturally fun gameplay we've had in such a long time because not only because we're figuring it out together we you know you have to work together in surviving so the concept of this is kind of like the battle royale movie where um a hundred literally a hundred players are dropped into this uh island map uh open world island map and you pretty much start with nothing you only have an axe and you got to go scrounge around um places and get gear or weapons or anything just to so you survive but every few minutes or so a portion of the map uh becomes um you can't you can't stay there because you'll die there so it kind of pushes everyone to a specific area so the whole mode is basically you trying to be the last team or person alive and what what great fun like a variable of things happening every time we've had runs where we just died when we landed uh from the parachute we've had uh our best run we, la- we lasted up to the last 26 people uh that's the best we got so far but we had such a uh, great moments so basically this is one time where we got into this house and we found gear in there but we closed all the doors before we get in so it makes people think that there's no that that place hasn't been looted so we just chilled there for a little bit and when they came in we hear it so we're like hey there's someone in the house so we just ran down killed them because we didn't have any gear because when we went into this house yeah, really... pickaxe to beat him up <laughs> yeah no well i had a shotgun um ethan had a, a pickaxe and um, I think he just has a handgun. So thank goodness that this guy that came in had all out of gear. So when we killed him, we, took, we jacked the stuff. But the problem is during that process, we weren't paying attention to the time because the portion of the map was closing in and we had to run from the fog. It's kind of like a fog of death. And then like as we're going, uh, we finally make it into the safe zone. But then being in the safe zone, you kind of see other people. Um, it's just hard to explain. I think you got to just uh, try it one day, Mondo. It's... Super fun. This is like a, as a, kind of like a basic 
version of Battlegrounds uh, as more arcadey as possible. The real Battlegrounds is more, I guess, simulation where you have you have vehicles and you can get armor and then have realistic weapons. Uh, but this game style, I'm already hooked and can't wait for them to just update this game and the actual real Battlegrounds. And uh, maybe we'll play it someday. Sounds great. Uh, I was trying to catch your uh, stream on Mixer uh, last night, even though I was in class. I'm kind of playing hooky. Thanks for the viewers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, and, and I had to give you a heads up because uh, first you had like these squiggly lines. I was like, wait a minute. Did you do this on purpose? Or I thought it was like a loading screen at first. But right. I was like, no, you ended up fixing it. And from what I saw, and I got to tell this to everybody, the game looks fun. Uh, James sounds like, he, of course, he is having a blast. Uh, it's very interactive. You're communicating with your party. And man, uh, you know what? A lot of teamwork involved. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> I wish I could have I could have been there online last night, but uh... well, we have time. You have the game, so it's all good. And the best part is free, so anybody can just jump in and play. So that is the best we'll, part. Maybe uh, we'll see if any of you guys send us an invite. We'll we'll join your game. But that's it uh, for this week. We'll have Ron back with us next week. And uh, Mondo, it's been a pleasure as always. You have anything uh, final for our our listeners? All right, guys. You know. As you know, as you know, as you know, just have a great night and we'll see you next week. If you don't know, now you know, right? Yep. <laughs> I'd like to uh, thank Facehugger for providing us some new music for our uh, podcast. He is having some shows coming up. I have links to his Twitter at the bottom of our show notes. So definitely check it out if you like his music. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Peace.